Welcome to this podcast by City Point Church, Redcliffe. We are so happy you could join us and pray that the following message will encourage and empower you. Greater things. I'm looking forward to it. Who's ready for tonight? Come on. If you've got your Bible, uh, open up your Bible, open up your Bible app, or you can go online and uh, check it out there. The notes are there online. Uh, just go into City Point Redcliffe Events. Uh, but it's going to be awesome. How good is the praise and worship? How good is that? And how muscly is Cam carrying that tree? Do you realize it is Cam's birthday? It's tomorrow, isn't it? Hey? Wow. I reckon you need to come up here because I, I think I need your help tonight because I really want to know whether you know anything about the Bible. Because you're our youth pastor, and I'm going to put you through a quick quiz right now. And uh, so tonight, come on, let's welcome him. Happy birthday, Cam. I heard Friday night was pretty awesome. It was? That's good. I'm just jealous of your voice. Here we go. Well, you know, tonight, we're going to, I'm just going to talk quickly, really, just about a different spirit. You know, if we're going to see revival come, if we're going to see greater things happen, we need to have a different spirit. We need to be different to the world. And and so this is what I love about Pastor Cam and Amanda. They're different. They stand out. They've put their hand up and said, you know what? We've got a full-time job and we're actually going to serve our God. Who knows it takes a different spirit? Because most people are trying to work out what they can get out of. But these guys are like, no, no, what can I get into God? What do you want me to do? How you've called me? And so tonight we're going to put him through a quiz. And, and I want to know whether you know these answers to these questions. Because to have a different spirit, like honestly, if you read through the Bible, you know, I, I want to ask, do you know these names that I'm about to put up here, Pastor Cam? Do you know these names? Can you actually pronounce these names? No. <laughs> have you ever heard of these names? You can hold them on. No. Do you know your Bible? Apparently, no. <laughs> well, you know what? I- I've learned this in life. No one actually really remembers the name of losers, do they? Honestly, do they? Do they? Like all these guys here, they're in the Bible, but do any of you know their names? Like even Pastor Cam didn't even know their names. He's probably read over their names, seen their names somewhere, but honestly, you don't really remember losers, do you? I feel like one died. <laughs> I think they all died eventually. That's a guarantee in life. Thank you, Pastor Cam. Come on, let's give him a hand. Happy birthday. Yeah, I, I want to tell you a story tonight. And uh, these guys here, they were in the Bible and they were part of a missions team. They were part of guys from the Israelites that Moses sent in to spy out the promised land. But you notice is that when you hear about this account in the Bible, you never remember these guys' names. Why? Because you never remember a... Oh, a bit touchy in this day and age, a bit sensitive. But honestly, you don't. Because you remember the ones that are victorious. You remember the ones that have actually done something with their life. Honestly, you you never hear about the guy that does nothing. 
Why? Because there's nothing to report. And, and what we do is we find this account in the Bible and, and, and we read through these names and it always talks about the ten. The ten that were a bunch of whingers. The ten that came back and said, no, they can't do it. And, and what takes place in this account is that Moses sends these spies into the land for 40 days and says, hey, go and spy out the land and then come back and, and give us a report. He sends 12 of them. And the reason why he sends 12 is because it's one for every tribe of Israel. And they go in and they spy out the land and they come back after 40 days. And these 10 go, you know what? We can't do it. Let's pick up the account. In Numbers 13, 30 to 33. And then Caleb silenced the people before Moses and said this. We should go up and take possession of the land, for we can certainly do it. Now, now this is the guy that's name is remembered, Caleb. Do you remember the ones that went into the promised land? It was Joshua and Caleb. And Joshua and Caleb were part of these ten. And when they come back, the first report was a report of faith. It was a report that we can go up, we can take these ones. But in this same account as you start reading through, but the men who had gone up with him said, we can't attack those people. They are stronger than we are. And then it goes on and it says, the land we explored devours those living in it and all the people we saw were of great size. And we go down and it says this, it says, we seemed like grasshoppers in our own eyes and we looked the same to them. And we look the same to them. I, I read that statement again. It says, we look like grasshoppers. And it makes that statement, in our own eyes, we look like grasshoppers. And even to them, we look like grasshoppers. Right there, there's a self-confession. There's a confession of their own heart that they didn't value who they were themselves. They didn't see themselves as anything great. And we find this account in the Bible. Ten of them say, no, we can't do it. And two go against the tide and say, come on, we can do it. They had a different spirit. You know, today, if you're going to succeed, if you're going to see greater things, if you're going to see heaven open up around your life, you have to have a different spirit. You have to be able to stand the test of time. You have to be able to stand against the majority. You're going to have to have a voice that speaks out when you need to speak out. In this case, two of them speak out. And they declare, surely we can do it. You know, everyone is on a journey. But whether you reach the destination is determined by the decisions that you make. Friend, today, if you want to reach a certain uh, destiny in your life, then you need to make the right decisions. If you're going to see heaven come to earth, you need to make the right decisions. If you're going to see God come through, then you need to make the right decisions. Every one of us has a destiny, a God-given destiny. If we're going to reach that destiny, then we actually need to make the right decisions. You know, God has a destiny for His people. But it takes those with a different spirit to reach it. 
Those with a different spirit. Friend, today, we need to have a different spirit if we're going to see revival come to this nation. You and I need to have a different spirit. Seeing greater things takes a different spirit. My first point tonight is this. is if we're going to see greater things, that we need to have a confidence, a God confidence, faith in God. These two had faith in God. Ten came back looking at God in light of their circumstances. Two came back looking at God or their God through the light that God is bigger. They came back with this attitude. They came back looking at their circumstances in light of their God. Friend, do you look at your circumstances in light of your God? Do you look at your circumstances and go, you know what, God, with you all things are possible. Lord God, right now I see this situation, but God, I know that you are bigger. I, I know who you are. You know, Hebrews 3, verse 14 to 19, it says, For we have become partners of Christ. If we hold the beginning of our confidence steadfast to the end, while it is said today, if you will hear his voice, do not harden your hearts as in the rebellion. In other words, don't harden your hearts. Keep it soft. Know who your God is. For who, having heard, rebelled? Indeed, was it not who I, who, who came all, who came out of Egypt led by Moses? Now within whom he was angry 40 years, was it not with those who sinned, whose corpses fell in the wilderness. And to whom did he swear that they would not enter his rest, but for those who did not obey. So we see that they could not enter in because of unbelief. Friend, we come back to this story. And it offended Jesus. And it offended God, sorry. In this moment and said, where is your faith? The people, they sided with these ten. And in that moment, God got angry and said, you know what, right now, because of your unbelief, you're not going to enter into the promised land. Because of this right now, you've offended me. You're going to die in the wilderness. And for 40 years, we find the Israelites going round and round in the desert because of a report they believed. Because they, they, they saw or they looked at God in light of their circumstance. They wandered. You know, all of Israel but two didn't, didn't enter into the promise due to unbelief. Unbelief will keep you from your destination. Unbelief will keep you from the destiny that God has for you. Unbelief and doubt will keep you out of his inheritance for your life, friend. I want to tell you tonight that God has an inheritance for your life. You have the key to unlock that inheritance. But friend, before you can unlock that inheritance around your life, you need to deal with unbelief. You need to deal with those areas in your life. You know, never dismiss a miracle that happens around your life as happenstance or good luck. 
What I find in life is that there are many people, they're quick. They're quick to, to see God's hand, to seek God's hand. And God moves on their behalf, but then all of a sudden, what they're, they're quick to forget what has taken place. I've seen many people, they receive healing from God, and then they walk away from God. They receive their miracle from God and then also, then all of a sudden they, they live their life as though God didn't come through. They live their life with apathy. They live their life just short of the destiny. They forget what God has actually done for them. They've received their healing. There are a lot of people, they, they believe for finances. They believe for these things. They, they believe for the promotion and then all of a sudden they've been believing for years and they, they get their promotion and because then all of a sudden they fall away from God. Because their need has been met. Friend, today, don't seek the hand of God. Seek the face of God. Where do you stand? Never dismiss a miracle as a happenstance or good luck. We find these guys here, they're, they're sent into the land and they come back. And the two of them are like, come on, we can take this. What, what I find amazed is this, is that the Israelites had seen the hand of God time and time again come through. They'd just been delivered from Egypt. They'd just seen ten plagues sent by God come through. Friend, today, that wasn't happenstance. That wasn't happenstance. They'd seen the miracle hand of God. They'd been led by a cloud by day and then fire by night. They had seen the miraculous. They'd seen the Red Sea open up that they could walk across. And then all of a sudden, as they're across and they're in safety, the waves come down on the armies. Friend, don't tell me they hadn't seen the miraculous hand of God. They'd seen God deliver them time and time again. And then when they're about to walk into the promise that God had for them, the inheritance that God had for them, they stop short because of unbelief. Because of unbelief. But there was two with a different spirit. They'd seen the hand of God move. And they were confident he would move again. They were confident he would move again. Friend, today, if God has moved in your life, if you've seen a miracle in your life, if you've had a situation in your life and you can't deny that it is God, you could honestly look back and go, you know what, I can't deny, but that is God. Friend, if he has done it then, he can do it again. He can do it again. And he can do it again and again and again and again. But we have to have the faith to see him do it again. These two, they're like, come on. You know what? These guys, we, we might look like grasshoppers. We might be smaller. We, but you know what? Our God is big. Our God is bigger. We've seen him come through again. And he will come through again and again and again, they had a confidence that God was with them and were determined to do His will. 
Not their will. His will. Friend, today, God has a will for your life. God has a destiny for your life. God has a purpose for your life, and only you can fulfill that. But it takes faith. It takes a knowing. It takes a realization that, God, you've placed me here for this purpose. You've placed me here for this time. You've placed me here to see heaven come to earth. And it's not about me, but it's about those around me. You know, these guys, they, they stepped through. They, they went through into the promised land. But their report wasn't about them. It was about the generations that were going to come. Friend, your life right now isn't about your life. It's about the generations that are come after you. It's about the generations that are going to come from your seat. And, and tonight, you, you might be young and you might be, well, what, what does that even mean? Well, one day you're going to get mature like Pastor Dan up here. And then there's going to be another generation. What we do now affects those that are going to come after us. A God confidence. We can do this. He is with us. It's not an arrogance. It's a God confidence. It's knowing that we can't do it in our own strength. These two, they knew. That land will devour us. There's going to be opposition. We look like grasshoppers, but but we know that without a shadow of a doubt that it is the will of God, He's brought us this far. He said a word. He promised us, promised us the promised land. He spoke about it. He gave us as a word, in, and we can step through and take it because He said. Friend, today, when you step into a God confidence, anything is possible. Anything is possible. The second thing that I find is that it takes courage. (laughs) Ten of them came back and sat around the campfire and told ghost stories. And told ghost stories. I I don't know, as a kid, I I, I love those moments where, you know, we do some camping. And then you you sit around the campfire. And who's done that? You know, you get the torch and you shine it up your nose and it's like you're... <sighs> anyone done that? And you sit around the campfire and you, and you tell scary stories. Is that just me? You know, honestly, I tuck my kids in at night and they tell me to shut the... What is it? The, the, um, the door to the wardrobe. You know why we shut it? It's because Darth Vader lives in there. The ultimate evil guy. And they laugh at me because I go around, (laughs) Good night, Darth Vader. (laughs) And I shut it and I go, Now you're safe, you can sleep all night. But as a kid, you know, you you go those moments and they tell those stories and and they start to freak out. And, And who knows... When, when fear gets a hold of your life, it just seems to multiply. It just seems to attract and seems to grow and those around you start to catch that spirit of fear. 
you know, this is what happened. These, these ones, they, they came back with this spirit of fear and intimidation and they sat around the campfire telling these stories of what they'd seen and, and blowing them up. And I guarantee you, probably if you walked into Canaan, you would have gone, what are they talking about? But there's this moment. The fear starts to get around those ones that they're, they're speaking with and it starts to spread fear and unbelief. You know, they're saying that this land is full of giants. They're descendants of giants. It's going to be impossible. And two of them, they're coming back and they're saying, you know what, we can do this. We can do this. God can do this. You know, they didn't deny the giants. Friend, tonight, they didn't deny there was a situation. They didn't deny the circumstance. But their mindset is, we can do this. Friend, tonight, I don't know what your circumstance is. But with God, He can do it. In God, you can do it. Tonight, there is someone here and you have a circumstance. You're, you're looking at this situation and you're going, God, this is impossible. As I was out the back just reading through my scriptures tonight and, and I just felt in my spirit that there's someone here tonight and, and you're in this situation. And, and you're like in this moment of, God, I, I just don't know. You're in this time of ready to give up. Ready to say, you know what, this doesn't, friend, let me tell you tonight, God has got it. God wants you to have the courage to stand. God wants you to have the courage to look at this situation and just say, you know what, I, I might not have the answers. I might be able to do it in the natural through my own strength, but God, right now, I need you to come through. Friend, tonight, if you change your attitude, you change the way you view God in that circumstance, in that situation, if you stand up with courage, friend, let me tell you, heaven will come to earth and it will be a testimony that no one will deny no one will deny. No one will deny. You know, these guys, they didn't deny the giants. We need to bravely face our giants, the giants of our lives, whatever the giant looks like. If it looks like sickness, say no. Fear, no. Anxiety, no. Mental health, no. In God, I know who I am, and with courage, I will stand, and with the help of God, I will stand, and I will defy all the odds. I'll defy all the odds. Some of us need to stop complaining about the hardships. Some of us need to stop confessing. We need to look at our giants in the face and say, we've got this. We've got this. Don't let the feeling of intimidation get you and let your emotions twisted with the truth of what God has planned. Friend, today, don't let it. Don't let intimidation get around your life. Don't let it twist your emotions, but stay true to who God is. You know, when fear and unbelief and intimidation rule your emotions, this is when good, sound, biblical reason is thrown out. Friends, stand upon the word of God, not your emotions.
not your emotions. Stand upon the word of God. Stand firm. Friend, today, if your emotions are saying one thing, but you know the word of God says another, take hold of the word of God. Apply the word of God. Your heart, your emotions will always lie to you. But the word of God is true and tested. True and tested. <laughs> Never let your decisions be based on the size of our circumstance or obstacles, but on the size of our God. Joshua 1 verse 7 says this, it says, Be strong and very courageous. Be careful to obey all the law my God or my servant Moses gave to you. Do not turn from it to the right or to the left, that you may be successful wherever you go. Wherever you go. Today, friend, if you want to walk in success, this is it. This is the key. Be strong. Very strong. Very strong. Not meek. Not mild. We're never called to be meek and mild. When I read my Bible, I, I don't really see meek and mild Jesus. The guy went into a temple and, and turned over tables. When he was offended, he turned over tables. He, he made a whip and he, he wasn't weak. Do you reckon going to the cross was a weak thing to do? It was a call that he had so that more of earth could go to heaven. You know, we are called to be strong. We are called to be courageous. We are called to stand up for righteousness, to declare the word of God. You know, Joshua and Caleb entered into the promised land. Why? Because they were meek and mild? No, because they were strong and courageous. And when time came, they spoke out against the negativity. They spoke out against the unbelief. That's why they entered into the promised land. That's why they could receive the inheritance that God had for their life. To see greater things, you need to have courage. Friend, today, do you have the courage to stand for God? In your workplace, in your social settings, in the community. It's one thing to stand for God on a Sunday night and raise your hands and worship. But when you head out those doors, are you willing to stand for His cause and His purpose? Are you willing to engage those that are lost, that can find Christ, find wholeness, find the inheritance that God has for their life? as individuals, and as for a family. Are you willing? And the third thing is this, is obedience. Proverbs 17, 11, An evil man seeks only rebellion. Therefore, a cruel messenger will be sent against him. I read that scripture and I go, Whoa. A cruel messenger will be sent against him. I'm trying to wear, what is this cruel? You know, the last thing that I ever want in my life is God against me. Because he's bigger. Like, honestly, it's one thing. You know, you don't want your boss at work against you. You want him on your side. Why? Because when he's on your side, what happens? You get favor. You get blessing. Doors open up for you. You get opportunities when, when you're there in 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 that place. 
of leaning in. For us, the last thing as Christians is we don't want God against us. We want to be for Him. You know, disobedience cost a generation. It cost Israel their blessing and inheritance. In Numbers 32, verse 11 to 12, it says, Because they have not followed me wholeheartedly, not one of those who were 20 years old. Think about that. Not one who was 20 years old or more. When they came up out of Egypt, we'll see the land I promised on an oath to Abraham, Isaac and Jacob. Not one except Caleb and Joshua. For they followed me wholeheartedly. They followed the Lord wholeheartedly. Friend, today, if you want to receive the blessing from God, if you want to walk in inheritance, if you want to walk in power, you need to obey God wholeheartedly. Not when it's convenient for you. Not when it's convenient for me. But wholeheartedly. Friend, God's going to ask you to do things that are difficult. But when you step through those moments and you do those things, blessing comes. Blessing comes. In Deuteronomy 136, and again it talks about Caleb, and it says this, He will see it, and I will give it to him and his descendants the land. The land he sets his feet on because he followed the Lord wholeheartedly. In other words, you know what? You're going to walk in blessing. Your descendants are going to walk in blessing. It's going to be generational, friend. Today, God, we have a generational God. A generational God. The reason why we sit in this building tonight is because someone walked in blessing wholeheartedly. And we get to reap the blessing that they walked in. Friend, today, what blessing are those generations after you going to walk in? wholeheartedly a different spirit committed many Christians don't enter in they don't reach the destination that God has for them because of their spirit we need a spirit like Caleb and Joshua that is wholeheartedly sold out for the kingdom of heaven that is wholeheartedly sold out for the purposes of God friend today will you lay your life wholeheartedly for Him. It's one thing to ask Him to be your Savior, but it's another thing to ask Him to be your Lord. Most of us have no issue in calling Jesus our Savior. But when He says, hey, listen, I I want you to lay this down for me. I want you to do this. Really? Lordship is another issue. He wants you to be wholeheartedly. The Apostle Paul in 2 Corinthians 5 verse 9 says this, So whether I am at home or away from home, it is my constant ambition to please Him. Friend, today our constant ambition should be to please Him. My ambition in life is that I will please Him all the days of my life. I'll be honest, do I get it right? Ask my wife. No, 
Ask any, I don't always get it right. But I'll tell you what, I will always lay my life down afresh and go, God, you know what, I, I missed the mark there, but here I'm going to lay it down again. Let, let's go again. Let's try again. Let's move again because I've seen you come through and maybe I, I've missed the mark, but God, right now, we're going to hit that mark again. Friend, today, our ambition should always be to please Him. Do you have a God confidence? Do you have courage? And are you willing to walk in obedience? Thank you for listening. If you made a decision to follow Jesus, congratulations. This is the beginning of a life-changing journey. We encourage you to tell someone about your decision and pray and read the Bible every day. We also recommend attending a church in your local area. We have many City Point Church services across Brisbane and the world this Sunday. You can find out more about our service times and locations at citypointchurch.com. We are so excited to see you there.